Gentani, and welcome to another episode of the Godfather Minute. My name is Alex Robinson. My name is Andrew Robinson. Together we make up the Godfather Minute brothers, who are the hosts of the Godfather Minute podcast. And today we're talking about Minute 147. Woo! Alex, repeat after me. Repeat after me. What are you doing? This is nonsense. We got to go have the dueling characters at some point. Yeah. Alex, repeat after me. E minuto. E minuto. Numero. Numero. Cento. Cento. Quaranta sete. Quaranta sete. Quaranta sete. Quaranta sete. You got it. Now, before we proceed, I'm going to say that yesterday I was, um, I was eating some food and I bit my tongue. Mm. And I bit my tongue hard enough where, like, it was actually, like, bleeding a little bit. Mm. Sorry, I don't want to kind of just do some images at the beginning of the episode. Alex, that's a Sicilian message. (laughs) So I just want to point out that if my, if my, uh, if at certain points I sound like I have some kind of speech impediment, it's because I'm trying to avoid having my tongue touch the part of, you know, I have to move my tongue in such a way where it doesn't touch the part of my teeth. So some of my words might sound a little more garbled than usual. Well, now, um, first of all, I don't think you can sound any more garbled than you normally do. (laughs) It's impossible. (laughs) And two, I'm really now really glad we have this curtain in between us (laughs) because you spit blood out all over the the place. The curtain. Oh, I should have brought a water pistol with like red food coloring and like sprayed it up against the from your side. You just see the. Is it by the way? Is the COVID nineteen? Can it be? Passed along through blood spit out from someone's tongue. <laughs> you know, that's a great question. I don't think they've tested that yet. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, you know, uh, when someone bites their tongue, it's a Sicilian message. What does it mean? I mean it's Luca Brazzi bit his tongue. <laughs> you know, there is a there was a tongue um, biting uh, metaphor, and I think in the book at one point, or it's just something like even even the. Um, the tongue will bite your, even your teeth will bite your tongue every once in a while as a way of like something about like loyalty or something. Mm, like gosh. even, even the, there's some, there's some, <laughs> there was some phrase about that. I don't remember what the specifics of it. I don't remember it. I'll, I'll look back. Yeah. That's awesome. Anyway. Uh, so let's talk about minute 147. What do you got? Here's a little summary in case you're not fluent in what goes on in every minute for you at home. Mm-hmm. Um, minute 147 Michael Corleone Al Pacino arrives back at the compound uh, where Kay Diane Keaton lets him know that Connie what's her name again Connie Corleone no no Connie you're talking about Kay or Connie Talia Corleone Shire, Talia Shire mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Carlo mm-hmm. Uh, the other guy want him to be the godfather to their boy Anthony mm-hmm. oh no sorry to their boy let me start over again Mikey arrives back at the compound where Kay lets him know that Connie and Carlo want him to be the titular godfather to their boy, Victor. And Don lets Mikey know that he's going to be assassinated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two. there's two scenes here. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so starting with the Connie, uh, starting with Kay, Connie, Carlo, and Mikey. Yeah, boy, that's a mouthful. It no wonder you had to do that again. Especially with a, with a <laughs> bloody stump of a tongue in my mouth. <laughs> Kay Corleone and Connie. K- K- Corleone I, I think Connie. there's a, a Godfather tongue twister. twister. Oh, now bad timing, dude. Bad timing. <laughs> oh, don't say bad choice of words. Tongue twister. <laughs> so why does Mikey hesitate? To be the boy's godfather. Yeah, he first of all, he it's such an interesting exchange because before she even asks him, she says, "Oh, Connie wants to t- ask you something," and he doesn't even pause. He just will let her ask me. Yeah, if someone said that to me, I think I would pause just to process that for a second. Hmm. Right? It seemed odd to me, but I have the same question, Alex. I'm not sure why he. You're asking why he has not sure why he's going to wait and see. Why? Well, asking? first of all, I guess if your sister has a baby mm-hmm. and uh, its head does not pop off, and you're the head of the crime family, mm-hmm. I would think, huh? I wonder if they're going to ask me to be their godfather, to be the godfather to their child. He must have thought about it at some point. A, a schemer like Michael could not have thought about every. Uh, possible outcome. Yeah, maybe, but there's also a lot on Michael's mind. This is the this is the most important point in his legacy. Mm-hmm. He is now transitioning. He is the titular Don. Yeah, and he's about to put in motion all of these decisions that are going to impact uh, his family for generations. You're saying all so my I, questions will be answered? All, yes, that's all I can tell you now. <laughs> Yeah, I had the same question. Is it why? Why did, he says, "quote Let me think about it. We'll see." Yeah, and it got me wondering. Maybe he's waiting because he's not sure if Carlo is the traitor and the is a traitor. That's what I was wondering. That's what I was. Um, and he wants to know first. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. If it had something to do with Carlo being, were they still investigating it? Like, mm-hmm. were they still trying to, you know, solve it? But what's interesting is that he does become the Godfather, and he still winds up killing Carlo. So was he? What was the alternative? I won't do it. Yeah, because I'm Carlo, going to kill Carlo. <laughs> if Carlo is not a traitor, if he wasn't to blame for Sonny's death, then Michael would not have been. Because he wouldn't have any respect for Carlo for putting up with that for <laughs> yeah. for for letting for letting Sonny slap him around and then yeah, not even right. trying to do anything yeah, about that's it. That's like, right. Uh, weak, you're, weak. Yeah, your your punishment is your outcast, <laughs> and, and the punishment is I'm going to be Godfather to your child. <laughs> not only are you outcast, but now I'm going to have more of a say in the raising of a child than you will. Maybe that really is something to that. Maybe. Well, I and also I made me wonder if um, Don is still alive. Don Corleone is still alive. Oh, yeah. So could is it something where like you have to ask Don first? Like out oh, of Don Corleone. Yeah, you have Don to ask Vito. Don Corleone uh, first. Oh, I see. And like if if Don Corleone says you know, maybe maybe. Maybe Don doesn't know if he, but I can't imagine Don Corleone being as old as he is being like, yeah, sure, I'll be the godfather. You know, yeah. he must know he's kind of, uh, he's on his way out. Yeah. But maybe yeah. they just have to wait for him to formally say it and then Mikey can do it. Yeah, I guess. The that book, makes sense. Nothing me. in the book, huh? No, I could not find, yeah. scoured the book, could not find it. It's hard. The, in the book, Puto jumps around quite a bit and yeah. we are at a point where it flashes back again right yeah. but i couldn't find anything about okay, that interesting yeah, i'll look again i'll check it i'll check it out <laughs> it yeah. also made me wonder what the rules were for becoming a godfather yeah 
And uh, also, before I forget, I wanted to congratulate you, Andrew. I think uh, you are a uh, godfather to one of our cousins. That, our cousin's daughters. Right. Well, she's also our cousin. So. Yeah, that's correct. Like, yeah. more either removed or whatever the yeah. rules are. But I think now she's probably getting old enough where you're probably, uh, you have no more uh, responsibilities. Yeah, the, the, the pastor said that my duty would be to... If something happened to her parents, that I would be responsible to for her moral upbringing. Yeah, for her Christian upbringing. Yeah, to make sure she had Christian beliefs instilled in her. Mm-hmm. But she's in college now, so she's way past all that. Yeah. So you're. I don't uh, think. I don't even if something, God forbid, happened to her parents. I think she's already lost. I would not be able to <laughs> guide her in a Christian. She's in, she's in an American college, Alex. Come on. Oh. She believes in America. You can't, can't <laughs> yeah. blame her. Uh, you, you believed in American colleges, but they didn't give you Christian beliefs like I can. <laughs> now come help me whack this kid. Um. So, uh, so I looked up the rules on the internet. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, and, and well, and I'm wondering if it's different for Catholics as it is, because because I I'm a Lutheran godfather. Mm. I am not a Lutheran, but I, I, am, I was permitted to be a godfather to this Lutheran child. You were like a guest god. You are like a guest yes, godfather. a stand-in. You're an honorary Lutheran. <laughs> there Lutheran. you go. I didn't have to do all the hard work. I just got the, the bonus yeah. degree. And now you get to go to heaven. You don't have to do yes. anything for it. Oh, oh awesome. man. You know what? If it's that easy, Alex, will you be my godfather? <laughs> well, if anything, I'm mad because I got stepped over. I'm your <laughs> older brother. <laughs> it's not how, the, not how the Lutheran pastor wanted it. <laughs> so, so what are the rules Alex? so this yeah so this is specifically for roman catholics mm-hmm. so um according to the wikipedia uh it can't be apparent mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's like wishing for more wishes you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. can't be apparent so so there's no theoretically nothing to, there's no other blood relation so an uncle or a grandfather could be so either mm-hmm. Vito or michael corleone are eligible for godfather status in this yeah. in this situation mm-hmm. um also do we know if this is the first child born since he's become the godfather i guess we don't really know I don't know. It seems well. Connie was just pregnant mm. while Sonny was still alive. So yeah, and Kay is pregnant right now. Well, then who's been? Is that's not Anthony in the car with them? That is Anthony. That's their first child. Oh, so Kay is pregnant with their second. That's child. right. In the book, Puzo writes that she is pregnant at this time. Okay. So yeah, that's definitely Anthony. Also, oh, then that then the, the the baby that that is being baptized is not the baby she was pregnant with. Then the, you mean Connie's baby? Connie's baby. The 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 baby she was pregnant with when Carlo made her clean it up mm-hmm. is not the baby that is going to be baptized. Correct. Because Mikey and Kay had a whole child in between. Them. Yes. So yes. it's weird because you see her pregnant and then you see her with a baby. So you're, I think your mind just naturally conflates the two into thinking this is the baby. That's that, right. Yeah. But it can't be because no. it was years ago. That, that, that is. Happened. That's right. So, yeah. Weird. Yeah. It's very rare you see someone get pregnant twice in a single movie. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, so parents can do it. Um Oh, I forgot, you know, so one of them was they cannot be under canonical penalty. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and I meant to wow. look up what that, you know what? I'm going to look up what that is. So we're yeah. going to put that in the we, we ask, we answer category. Okay. So remind me. Wow. Of that. You want to take a guess as to what 
or some examples of canonical penalties. I'm guessing it means like you aren't excommunicated, like you're not under you're you're in good graces with the church. Yeah, like you, yeah. you don't owe dues or anything like that. That you uh, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, we'll, you could be the godfather, but you owe eighty dollars in past uh, <laughs> yeah. things. Oh, well, it's a great system to keep uh, keep those dues coming. A lot of money in that church tithe. <laughs> a lot of money in them white wafers. <laughs> um, you have to be a confirmed Catholic, a doy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to be over sixteen, so mm, so uh, okay. so seventeen year old can be a godfather. Wow. And here's one that's the vaguest: they have to be an appropriate person. Mm. That's and, the that's the provision they put in these rules, the catch all for any other reason you don't want them to do it. Well, interestingly, um, in 2015, the Vatican ruled that trans people are not allowed to be godparents mm. because of the they are not appropriate. Oh man! Like just because of the fact that they're trans is proof that they are not like yeah. go- wow. with God and all. And, that and stuff, they so. cite that provision. I, I don't know if they cited they, that was their ruling was trans people cannot be godparents. Wow. They didn't specifically say yeah. citing Article One because they're not an appropriate person. They just said because their their choices indicate that they are not. So like, that, I wonder. If that, I wonder if that's a canonical penalty. Oh, maybe that's it. <laughs> it's not that they're not canonical an penalty. <laughs> yeah, ten yard, ten yards, canonical penalty. Yeah. <laughs> not Hagen. this yard, but ten yards from now. <laughs> Tom Hagen would be a great football ref, <laughs> right? Oh my gosh, he'd be great. Or basketball. I could see him running back and forth down the court. <laughs> Busting his ass every night. <laughs> yeah. uh, I want to see Tom. Okay, so t- is Tom Hagen the, is he the referee or is he one of the coaches? Oh, he'd be a great basketball coach. Because he has the suit and everything. Yeah, and but he, he's, not, he's not high strong enough. He'd have to be. Well, he could be one of those guys who's mostly quiet, but every now and then it yells. Yeah. So here's the here's the play. Here's the people you have. You have Tom Hagen, you have mm-hmm. Jack Waltz, and you have McCluskey. <laughs> who's the who's the ref? Who are the oh, two refs man. and who who are the two coaches and who's the ref? They would all be great coaches. Well, I think of I think of Tom <laughs> in the scene where they're with Sonny and Michael and, yeah. and the couple regimes trying to figure out the next move before yeah. Michael shoots Salazzo and, and uh McCluskey. Uh-huh. And remember when Tom starts yelling at Sonny? That to me that's classic. NBA coach. Oh, yeah. He's like trying to, he's loosening his tie. He's trying to hold it together. Yeah. But clearly, his blood pressure's uh, high. <laughs> <laughs> what are the different roles? Coach. And the two referees. Oh, and the two referees. I think Waltz would be a great coach. They would all be great coaches. <laughs> Sterling Hayden's tall, so maybe he'd be a good player. He'd be a former player <laughs> yeah. turned coach. You know, one of those. Yeah, McCluskey would be a center. Yeah. Hagen would be the ref, and I'm going with uh, Waltz as the coach. <laughs> Waltz flying up. <laughs> Yo, Mo Green's the one who flies yeah. off the handle. <laughs> yeah. You got to stay. It's one two one two defensive formation. You know, now get the hell out of here. Get back on the court. <laughs> the, if McCluskey was the the ref, and when they start the game, he's like, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this ball. I'm gonna throw it up. Throw it up." <laughs> <laughs> don't throw it up, eh? Yeah. <laughs> coach, he's an all star. <laughs> God damn it! Gotta, I gotta throw it up. If McCluskey, oh, lay it up. That's even better. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> damn it! Stop taking shots from outside the key. I said, lay it up. <laughs> if, oh man, that's great. So those are the if rules about becoming a uh, a Catholic. Um, 
uh, got married. <laughs> if McCluskey were a coach mm-hmm. and their star player didn't have any rest, he just he was so knocked out. Yeah, it's like coach, we can't put him back in. He's 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 burnt out. He, <laughs> I, damn it, I said stand him up. <laughs> just push him out there. <laughs> um, what about the Turk? The Turk could be a good uh, 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 point guard. <laughs> I don't know all the technical rules of basketball. <laughs> Michael's saying like, Michael's saying like, I, I want, I want him protected. Yeah. I'm the hunted one. He's the one that they keep having like double teamed. Oh, now I want to, now I want to do a whole sport, a whole two teams based just on Godfather oh, and characters. Yes, that's great. Would you have all the Corleones on one side and like all of the, you know, all the Tatalias on the other side, or just all the other Probably families? All the, yeah, greatest hits of all the other families. Yeah, 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 Bruno would be a forward. He would do magic tricks. Bruno Tatalia. <laughs> He'd be like a Harlem Globetrotter doing all tricks with the ball. Oh, yeah, totally. People. <laughs> Taking it out of someone's ear. <laughs> um, fun, fun. So, well, uh, do you have anything else about the, the Godfather aspect? I have something about that scene before we get to the garden scene. Yeah, I have some more about the, the scene with Kay and Mikey, too. That, so, Anthony, this is really interesting. Anthony is in Michael's lap in the car. Yes. Right? Michael is now dressed like Don Corleone used to be. Mm -hmm. Anthony is dressed like a soldier. I noticed that. Which is what Michael used to be. So it's fascinating how the roles have transitioned. Yeah. Is this foreshadowing that Anthony is going to rebel like Michael did? And which he does wind up doing. Yeah, he does in GF3. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that awesome? But it's also interesting that, uh, that not he is... It's also my, he's rebelling against his in in it, him wearing the uniform is a symbol of rebellion against his father, mm-hmm. but also presumably Mikey is the one who is is dressing him like that. So it's like he's not really rebelling. It's almost mm-hmm. like Mikey is keeping his own, like the the idea of his own rebellion alive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he like, truly the only reason Michael gave in and became the Don is so that he can truly do what his father couldn't, which is to get the family legitimate yeah get the so family he's legitimate. dressing at you like you are going to be an american child yeah and this this all ends now yeah it's, it's kind of funny because uh, i mean at least in the book um it sounds like I, well i guess yeah, they definitely have a plan to go legit right and mikey was supposed to go legit yeah but um but they still got mad when he joined the military i guess because mm-hmm. he could get killed so yeah it's just, it's just, Saving lives of strangers. What is it? Say sacrificing your life yeah. for strangers, risking yeah. your life for strangers. That's it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So not only is he in the military outfit, but Kay is holding a, um, a bird marionette on like mm-hmm. in a stick, which is also the Godfather symbol. You know, the, the, yeah. the, what is it? The, the strings. I know. But what, what do they say? The, 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 the big, the big guns. What do they call them? Oh, the Pezzanovante. Yeah, the yeah. Pezzanovante. Ah, pull, pulling pull the strings. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a cool, that's a nice Very little, cool. uh, nice little scene. Coppola did his homework. He, he did, did his homework, <laughs> Alex. I also want to say you should, um, if you're playing the uh, Godfather drinking game, don't forget to take a shot every time Kay says, oh, Michael. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, Kay back in the action. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and also, um, last question about that. Why is Kay, why is Connie afraid to ask? 
So Puto writes about this in the book. Puto, uh, Connie has this probably justified um, worry that mm-hmm. Michael does not like Carlo. Yes. Even before the whole Santino. Well, even especially after the Santino Oh, yeah, thing, post-Santino, but, yeah. Yeah, and so she's really... In, in the book, there are a few more scenes where Connie is is trying to get Michael to accept him and her too, as a result, then yeah. as a couple into truly into the family. Yeah. And Connie even asks Kay, Hey, like, what does Michael think about Carlo? Is he okay with him? Is he mad? Can you say something? Uh, they have some conversations about that. And Kay does talk to Michael and, and says, ask him, Hey, uh, like, do you blame him for Santiago? You want me to get into the book? There's actually quite a bit in the book about some background information. Um, it depends. Is it different than the movie? The book is different than the movie. The book is different than the movie. The book is different. The book is different. The book is different than the movie. Yeah. It is. That's right, Alex. The book is different from the movie. Let's see. Uh... Yeah, well, so I take it back. The stuff in the book is, uh, I have a potluck of things that take place in the story, but not in the movie, but not necessarily about what you just asked. Okay. Just to answer your question, uh, Connie is worried that Michael does not accept Carlo, Mm -hmm. although she recognizes that progress has been made because he's now been given more responsibilities. They, They expanded the candy store. That's right, yeah. They bought the bagel shop next door and expanded the candy store over. <laughs> yeah. Strictly going to be bookmaking and, uh, and sports betting. And, and candy. Well, Michael's half. trying to take Carlo, uh, make Carlo legit. He wants him to be a real candy store owner. <laughs> <laughs> the money in that wiped out. <laughs> yeah. um, put the put the dum-dums and the, uh, and the uh, button candy behind the drapes. You got a lot of button candy. <laughs> um, we got button candy on every street going in the city. Um, so wait, does Connie does not hold Carlo responsible for Sonny's death at all? Correct. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Sheesh. It's wild, isn't it? Can I give you some background before well, we go? Mama said not to meddle. So Connie's, yeah. Connie's kind of right. Sonny right. should have meddled if he hadn't meddled. Yeah. Sonny had gone straight to the police. This never would have happened. <laughs> never have happened. <laughs> so Puzo right. So there's this kind of potluck of things. But you, okay. before we move to the garden scene, you ready? Mm-hmm. Puzo writes, page three eighty eight. It was almost here's some timeline, Alex. It was almost three years now since Michael had returned home from Sicily, and over two years since he had married Kay. Okay. The three years had been spent in learning the family business. Just want to remind you of that timeline. It's been a long time. So long time. So mm-hmm. in between then, Anthony was born. Yes. And Victor was born. Uh-huh. And Kay's pregnant again. And Kay's pregnant again. And there's Connie's second baby. Do you remember the baby? He's either thing? on the way or is probably already born. Yes. And is about to be baptized. Huh, wait. So that's also weird. Why? Well, because the Don is still alive. Still alive. <laughs> he took five shots and he's still alive. Damn it, Phil. I said he's still alive. <laughs> so in this time, the, when we see the baby getting baptized, mm-hmm. it's like, a, it's like a, a newborn baby. Yes. Sophia Coppola is a newborn baby. Mm-hmm. So 
That's Kay's daughter. How long would it take? I guess, um, how long is it in between? So in between now and the baptism, the Don has to die and um, they have the funeral and Tessio comes up and says, Mm -hmm. oh, there's going to be a meeting. Mm -hmm. And presumably, is it that day that everyone, is it the day that Tessio, that they arrange the meeting that everyone dies? I don't know. Anyway, I'm just trying to think of that. If the baby is born, how many, to me, that seems like it's months away. Yeah. At this point. Yeah, it does. So anyway. Go ahead. Go. Let's give me some. Give me some potpourri. So this is interesting. Two years. This is two years they've been married. Kane, mm-hmm. Mikey. Mm-hmm. Three years back. Two years married. Puto writes. Michael was amazed at how well. Oh, so Michael had spent all that time studying and learning how to be a don mm-hmm. and learning about the family's business. Night courses. Uh-huh. <laughs> Page three eighty eight. Puto writes. Michael was amazed at how wealthy and powerful the Corleone family truly was. It owned tremendously valuable real estate in Midtown New York, whole office buildings. It owned, through fronts, check this out, Alex, Mm -hmm. partnerships in two Wall Street brokerage houses, pieces of banks on Long Island, partnerships in some garment center firms, (laughs) all this in addition to its illegal operations and gambling. So they were into quite a bit of business. Wait, did they just save the gambling for last in that list? (laughs) No wonder Frankie's all pissed off by the time he gets to Lake Tahoe. (laughs) Check this out. So it sounds like they're already going kind of legit. Yeah. In a way. so. Yeah. Puto writes, the most interesting thing Michael Corleone learned in going back over past transactions of the Corleone family was that the family had received some protection income shortly after the war from a group of music record counterfeiters. Huh. The counterfeiters duplicated and sold phonograph records of famous artists, packaging everything so skillfully they were never caught. Naturally, on the records they sold to stores, the artist and original production company received not a penny. Mm. Isn't that interesting? Poor Johnny. Yeah, well, that's what he says next. Michael Corleone noticed that Johnny Fontaine had lost a lot of money owing to this counterfeiting because at that time, just before he lost his voice, his <laughs> records were the most popular in the country. It doesn't say that just before it, it lost does. His voice. Yeah. <laughs> his voice was weak. And let's see. Uh, so Michael asked Hagen, hey, why did the why did Don Corleone allow these guys to cheat? Johnny. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hagen shrugged. Business was business. Besides, Johnny was in the Don's bad graces. Oh. Johnny having divorced his childhood sweetheart to marry Margot Ashton. Mm. This had displeased the Don greatly. Wow. That interesting. So they're in the the, the music. Uh, what do you call that music? Counterfeiting? Yeah, business? bootlegging. Bo- pirates. Bo- bootlegging. That's yeah. It. We used to smuggle in wax records. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They created an indent along, along, uh, they made a, wa- <laughs> they made an impression in the wax records. <laughs> With needles provided by your father. <laughs> needles smuggled in from Canada. <laughs> we recorded a, a killing. <laughs> the casino hotel will be given to Chubby Checker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Freddie, Freddie King, Albert King, and B.B. King from Chicago. <laughs> the King Brothers. The King Brothers from Chicago will come in to record the blues. <laughs> Let's uh, see. So some more things from the book. Yeah, Potpourri. Potpourri. Puto writes, Kay soon learned uh, that her mother-in-law went to church every single morning. Hmm. That doesn't uh, surprise me. 
Doesn't surprise me. Kay, Kay asked her, why do, you go, why do you go to church every single morning? Do you know what Mama said? Uh, <laughs> Mama said, um, she said to pray for my son, my husband's damned soul. You're, you're right. Mama Corleone said, no, no, no. You can never lose your family. <laughs> Mama Corleone said, I go for my husband. She pointed down toward the floor, so he don't go down there. Wow. She paused. I say prayers for his soul every day, so he go up there. She pointed heavenward. Hmm. Do you think it worked, Alex? Do you think Don Corleone ends up up there or down there? No. I think he winds up in the eternal uh, hellfires, as does Mama. (laughs) So, you know, she should be looking out for number one, first of all. (laughs) Interesting. You can't live off the you can't live off the plunder of a murderer and then be like, oh man, what that yeah. guy does is terrible. You know, yeah. you're you're just as guilty. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Mama. Molasses. <laughs> Here's a little more, Alex. Mama. <laughs> Puto mm-hmm. writes. Oh, this is interesting about Sonny Corleone. So Kay was wondering. Kay noticed that no one ever talked about Sonny. Oh. Uh, Kay noticed uh, no one ever talked about Sonny. Nobody Aww. even referred to him, at least not in her presence. There's not even a st- poster <laughs> or a sign post. Yeah. Kay had once tried to express her condolences to the Don and his wife and had been listened to with almost rude silence and then ignored. Wow. She had tried to get Connie talking about her older brother without success. Wow. Isn't that interesting? Wouldn't it be weird if they had like seven other brothers who'd been killed and they just never talked about them because that's just what they did? Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. So, but like Sonny's kid is, I assume, is Sonny's wife and children are still. That's the very next sentence. Wow. Alex, who's all reads my mind? You got to bite your tongue more often. <laughs> oh. It's triggering a part of your brain that's uh, foreseeing the future. <laughs> Cartoon. I can't see now, but I can see 10 years from now. <laughs> uh, I'll give you... I'll, uh, so, Sonny's wife, Sandra, had taken her children and moved to... Where do you think? Alex? Las Vegas. <clears throat> Florida. Florida? Where her own parents now lived, yep. A friend down in Miami taking care of Sonny's kids. <laughs> Certain financial arrangements had been made so that she and her children could live comfortably, but Sonny had left no estate. Wow. And nothing on record. That makes sense. But you think they just send her money? Yeah. They just take care of her. Obviously, she misses Sonny. Well, uh, do you think, um, is that almost, I don't know, is that better or worse? That you don't have anything on record? No, no. That basically, like, now now Sonny's kids are not growing up under the influence, under the direct influence of a mob family. Well, I think it depends on whose perspective, from whose perspective you're asking. Yeah. It's, I mean, the Corleones want more family, right? right? But I mean, for, for the, what, oh, like, in your opinion, would you say it's better for for a kid to be raised in the Corleone household or over in Florida? <laughs> no, <you're> just, <laughs> boy, that's a that's a tough. You put it that way. That's a tough decision. <laughs> just teasing Florida. I like Florida. I like Florida too. Yeah. So here is that bit you were asking about uh, about Connie and her uh, nervousness mm-hmm. about their perception of Carlo. Naturally, Connie and Carlo were always nervous that the rest of the family blamed her for indirectly causing Sonny's death or blamed her husband. Her husband. (laughs) Blame your husband. But check this out, Alex. This wasn't the case. The proof was that they had given... The proof... 
The proof was that they had given Connie and Carlo a house in the mall itself and promoted Carlo to an important job in the labor union setup. Hmm. So that could have been a, a ruse. Is that what it's called, Alex? I'm just trying to lull, lull, lull yeah. their guard. Puzo writes, and Carlo had straightened out, stopped drinking, stopped whoring. Wait, you straightened out, Carlo? <laughs> he straightened himself out, I think. Mm-hmm. But can you believe it? He stopped drinking, stopped whoring. Stop trying to be a wise guy. The family was pleased with his work and attitude for the last two years. Nobody blamed him for what had happened. Really? Not fascinating? Yeah. I mean, I guess they're I, just kind of saying he was a pawn. That like, or that, it was that, just a coincidence that he beat her up. She called him. Sonny went running because it was his temper, and he went and he got shot. It was just bad, just a bad set of circumstances, but it wasn't planned. So, so but obviously, but I think it's better in the movie that it's left. Well, yeah, because obviously Mikey has doubts. Yeah, he's still he's still pressing it. It's very odd that Puzo definitively writes from this from the author's perspective yeah, the, that the, they the, didn't blame him. It's he's better. an unreliable narrator. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe the book is written from Connie's perspective. Oh. <laughs> Michael never blamed me, and I mean Connie and Carlo. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that Connie becomes kind of the more uh, evil Lady Macbeth type in yeah. in uh, GF three. I think yeah. that's it's much it's it's very interesting seeing her in that uh, role. She's the one that orders a hit on Zaza. Yeah, yeah, that's great. She says Zaza, Zaza, <laughs> Zaza, Zaza. Mama. Here's, here's another section. Puto writes. Give me some of that potpourri. Give yeah. me some of that mopourri. Mopourri. Another garbage felt kid for y'all. <laughs> Puto writes, Kay didn't care much for Neary. Oh, because if you remember, Neary is in this scene mm-hmm. where uh, I think he's the one. Dri- in the book, Puto writes that Rocco is driving them, but Al is definitely there in the scene. Maybe he's just there when they arrive because mm-hmm. he... He picks up uh, Anthony. Kay didn't care much for Neri. He reminded her of Luca Brazzi in his quiet ferociousness. Hmm. That interesting. Yeah. To me, they don't seem similar at all. Yeah. No. Al seems like a like a like a milk toast guy. Yeah. Do you remember him in Needle Park, the actor? Yeah, he played uh, Al Pacino's character's brother. Yeah. The, it was really weird seeing him in that in that role. Yeah, because the dynamic was switched. He yeah, was the yeah. one who had more money and yeah. resources. <laughs> Michael, can you get him a drink? <laughs> so the roles are reversed. So that's all I have from the book, Alex. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, should we move on to the garden scene? Yeah. So all this right. is where Michael is in the garden with uh, Don Corleone, Don Vito Corleone. Mm-hmm. And they are both seated. Is, um, I don't, do we I'd call Mikey the Don at this point? In the book, they keep referring to Don Corleone. Don Vito as the Don. Yeah. More so than in the movie. In the scenes with Mo Green, they say, you, know, you can tell, wait, you can talk to the Don. Remember Fredo says to Hagen, you can, yeah, you can yeah, talk but he to means, the Don. But he means Vito. Corley. Don Vito. So it does seem like in the, in the, that's right. In the movie, it does a little bit, but more so in the book. Michael even says, oh, Don Vito is the Don. Yeah, because I, I feel like until he dies, he's the Don, and because he's only semi-retired, don't forget. Yeah, so he's still technically the Don. So they're both semi-Dons. No, but he never got. He never. Um, he never achieved. Yeah, I guess so. Because if Don is semi-retired, someone has to pick up that, that other that other I half. Think they're has both to get semi-Dons. 
They're the both, universe does not allow for a vacuum like that. Like that. They're, they're both semi-retired and semi-dumb. So is Hagen referring to Michael in that scene? What is, wait a minute, wait a minute. The Don is semi-retired. Do you mean me, Don? Tom? So um, anything about this little scene in the garden? Well, first of all, the first thing I thought of was, oh, so when, um, just even before we get to the garden scene, the transition between the previous scene of them in the car and um, it fades in and you can kind of see uh, Anthony in the center of the screen and he is where the Don. So for, for like a second on the screen, the Don and Anthony are, are like overlapping each other. Mm. And so it kind of like reminds you of like, oh, it's almost like uh, Anthony's like the, the harbinger of death. He's like, I'll be coming for you soon. Grandpa, yeah, you know, yeah. holding the, uh, holding the, the, the pesticide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the grim reaper, but instead of a scythe, he has a, a, a pesticide container. Yeah. I think um, he, I think Anthony beforehand had sprayed that, that pesticide on the oranges. <laughs> and that's <laughs> That was no coincidence. <laughs> Wow, Anthony's he's born into this family. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, he is his grandfather's grandson. It was Anthony all along. <laughs> and you but, know that's the best way to get to most quickly get pesticide absorbed into your bloodstreams through the gums. <laughs> it's true because he doesn't eat the oranges. He just, he just puts it on his gum. When, yeah, when he's he, only on the outside of the or if he didn't put the peels in his mouth, he totally would have been fine. Exactly. He because he no, he injected it into Oh, I thought he just the sprayed orange. the outside because if he <laughs> ate the oranges, he would have been fine, but then he put the peel in his mouth and that was how the oh, poison. The peel, that's right. I think Anthony was is so ruthless. Yeah. He's gonna be the one to take this family in a new direction. I'm surprised he rebels in GF three. <laughs> he's like the because omen. He, he just comes out, he's like pure evil. <laughs> <laughs> I think Anthony is so ruthless that yeah. at the age of two and a half mm-hmm. he gets his hands on that pesticide yeah and he overdoses all the orange crops in in the garden yeah so that they are produced when they fruit they are so poisonous oh wow because he knows the don likes to play that game oh uh, well, so that is so far thinking uh instead yeah. of just slipping poison into his tea or something he's actually like uh, he winds up poisoning like a hundred other people who eat the oranges <laughs> It's a long game, Alex. Got to think numbers ahead. Game. It's a numbers game. <laughs> that's why he's so. That's why Anthony's so bitter in GF three, because because it didn't work. He didn't kill. He meant to kill Michael and Kay and everyone. <laughs> the only one of killing his grandfather, the one person he didn't want to cut. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, but it also made me think of how many t- how many if you're a godfather. And you'd want to stay alive, stay out of your garden, because it seems like a lot of godfathers oh, yeah. die in like sitting in chairs in on nice <laughs> spring days in their garden. <laughs> yeah. So uh, when they least expect it, right? Yeah. Which I guess in a way is kind of a that it's gotta be one of the best ways to die. I mean, look at Don Corleone. He got to live to be an old man. Oh, and yeah. He, and he died in the comfort of his home. You know, he was uncomfortable for like a, like 15 seconds while he had a heart attack and he died. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Granted, Playing he got a shot before game. then and his son got killed. And his, yeah. <laughs> so, a lot of heartbreak. But yeah. Yeah. And he was in the presence of his grandchild. He was having fun. But a lot of these Dons seem, to, if they live to old age, they seem to die in their, um, in their, uh, in their gardens. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think, would I rather be Don Corleone dying, sipping wine in my garden, or would I rather be 
Natalia who gets shot after bedding some hooker in a, a hotel room. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good way to go. Yeah, there's, there's the three seconds of well, yeah. we'll get there when they all die. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we'll compare which would be the worst and best death. Yes. So the ghost of Anthony introduces the scene. And I think it's also a good connection. Anthony superimposed over Don Vito Corleone because it's a connection across generations. Yes, that's true. Like it's maybe a foreshadowing that none of them are going to escape this. Well, it's actually it, it it's actually uh, it's actually the foreshadowing that Anthony does escape it because Anthony does become a singer. And well, stuff. he does, but his spoiler alert his sister gets killed yeah that's so true it's still he's still even though he tried to get <laughs> i was gonna try to do an opera for him because he's an opera singer yeah even though he tries to get out they pull him back in yeah that's true i guess they don't pull him in yeah anything about this this minute well so so the, the conversation is basically a uh lecture we we basically are walking in on the middle of don's school and uh, Don Corleone is telling Mikey that um, after I die, one of your trusted associates will come to you and um, that's the Barzini will reach out to someone who's trusted to you and they will betray you. They'll set up a meeting guaranteeing your safety and that that meeting you will be assassinated. And then Michael mm-hmm. looks at him. Mikey almost does like the silent version of like a spit take. Like he just like stares at him goggle eyed. Right. Yeah. And then the minute yeah. ends. So um, well, it's an interesting choice of words that Don ends that that scene by saying not the scene the minute by saying you'll be assassinated yeah it's a very stark way to share with someone the plan that's happening uh to kill you but yeah. instead of they're gonna try to assassinate yeah, you the, the you'll plan. be assassinated <laughs> so it definitely might got as well, might as well enjoy it like can yeah. <laughs> have an orange yeah. it's a better way to go <laughs> That would be great in this scene. He's like, hold on a second. He turns away for a second. He comes back. He's like, ah. He's the orange peel in his mouth. He does that to everybody. <laughs> yeah. he's, that's, what, that's what he does in his semi-retirement. He just invites people over. He's working on his impressions. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Here's, my, here's, my, here's my Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> and that's his impression Mary, of everyone. Mary. Uh, 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 Mary. <laughs> Oh, I thought. <laughs> so look, wait a minute. Wait, this is my best Jimmy Stewart. Hold on. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> he does that for everybody. Look, I even, I even do a good Johnny Fontaine. Look, look, look. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> ah! <laughs> we already saw his Johnny Fontaine, his Johnny Fontaine impression earlier in the movie. That was a pretty good one too. It was. What have I got to do? What have I got to do? <laughs> <laughs> so is this lecture is this like standard um the way the way the don is so glibly explaining the story like is this like standard mob 101 like everyone does this as soon as one guy dies we all try to trick their person into betraying them <laughs> you know like it's just kind of like yeah it's just it's just the way it's done yeah if he goes textbook he's gonna send someone you trust to set up the security yeah. and you'll be assassinated <laughs> it's been done for- but done for hundreds. There have been things happening between crime families for hundreds yeah. of years. <laughs> What's funny is that's kind of almost what uh, that's. So Mikey must have made. Did Mikey make some arrange? He must have made some arrangements to reach out to people in all the other families to help betray them. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. To, to know yeah. where Barzini was going to be and to know that Mo Green was going to be getting a massage. Like there must have been people That's on the true. other side who were yeah. feeding them information. Right. So, so it's almost like Don, it's almost like Mikey's like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to do that before I get killed. I'm going <laughs> yeah. to reach out to their people before their Don's get killed. Mm-hmm. Like let's start laying the groundwork. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's smart. Yeah. <laughs> he's smart and he deserves respect. <laughs> He'll be assassinated. I also like that he uses the word assassinated yeah. as opposed to murdered or yeah. shot or, mm-hmm. or something like that. So yeah. uh, if I, the plan had worked, mm-hmm. what do you think would have had? Would, do you think Tessio yeah, would have been the they, one? If they hadn't screwed up all of Tessio's arrangements? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If, if do, I wonder how it would have worked. Would Tessio have um, <laughs> or should we save this for when they actually are going in the car? Yeah, maybe we'll save it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I do just one thing I want to say if if it worked and they killed Michael successfully killed I think they would have left his body uh, with an orange peel in his mouth. Oh, it's a Sicilian message. <laughs> <laughs> Don't eat the fruit from your own garden. <laughs> Wait, do you mean literally or do you mean like symbolically? I mean literally. <laughs> Cuz Anthony's been in that garden. <laughs> Anthony the gardener Corleone. Yeah, you find out that <laughs> you find out that Anthony is a Becomes a huge fan of Luca Brazzi, mm. studies everything he did, and <laughs> follows in his he, footsteps. He finds the lost journals of Luca Brazzi and like, <laughs> uses it to become like the new Luca Brazzi. Yeah. <laughs> and what better come? I was your son, but now I am. You are my father, but I am. <laughs> and he sounds like that because he has orange peels in his mouth. <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> and what better cover? Anthony can use to hide his being an assassin and is an opera singer. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. It really is because of the, the, what do you call opera is very uh, tragic. Yeah. And ironically, that's where, that's where she winds up. That's where Mary winds up getting, yeah, Mary yeah. winds up getting killed at the, uh, at the opera. Zaza. Spoiler. <laughs> hey, is, that, is that your way of say, alerting people that that's a spoiler for GF3? For GF3, okay. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Maybe anytime we talk about GF3 and yeah. give spoilers, I'll create a Zaza sound effect and I'll just put it over that. So it'll be like Zaza, 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 Zaza. Do you think that there's anyone? It's interesting. There must be people who are listening to this right now who have not seen GF3. Oh, sure. Which is funny. I haven't even seen it. <laughs> like if I see like if I had spelled 147 episodes, I would have had to have watched it. You know what I mean? Like that's a commitment yeah. to listen to this many episodes. So uh, yeah. it's uh, I definitely recommend everyone should watch it. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll get uh, there, Pop. We'll get there. So anything else about the garden scene? Great to see Brando again. Looking a little older, relaxed, yeah. drinking wine. Mm-hmm. He's drinking more wine than he should anyway. Yeah. I have one more comment. Did you notice his glass of wine? Yes. It was balanced on his on the arm of his wicker chair that he's seated in. Yeah. But it looks like it's about to fall over. Mm. Terrible place to put a, a wine glass. Yeah. You think I bet to this time if he you think he's been sitting in this chair for years, so you think he would have a good place to put his wine glass down. Yeah, it almost looks like a prop. Like it's stuck on there because it really looks like it's leaning over. It's defying mm. gravity. Hmm. Yeah. Well, they make their own laws, these mobsters. <laughs> they got powerful friends. <laughs> yeah. uh, we got, uh, don't we got that uh, Einstein guy on the payroll? <laughs> See if they make me a glass that can't be knocked over. <laughs> <laughs> we got some, uh, 
Uh, we got some uh, biotech uh, biotechnicians on the payroll. They might like a, a story like that, right? I love the idea that Einstein is like in his laboratory. You know, he has a big blackboard. He's doing formulas. And then suddenly like young Don Corleone comes in. He's like, either the formula for anti-gravity or your brains are going to be on this contract. <laughs> on the chalkboard. Yeah, on the chalkboard. <laughs> oh, getting him. And he used to start erasing his whatever he was working on to start, yeah. to start doing it. Oh, that's great. Because he would have discovered the secret to the universe. But yeah. Sidetracked. <laughs> he was just about to do it. <laughs> Almost there. Only two more figures. And oh, Ercoleon, oh. what brings you here? <laughs> Luca Brazzi. <laughs> Alfred Einstein. Oh, that's great. You know, Mr. Einstein, you believed in your, your, your scientific laws. <laughs> oh. Did you, um, have you ever heard of the series Young Indiana Jones? I've heard of it. I've never seen. Is it is it out? It, yeah, it was a series oh, on okay. TV never in like the nineties. I never saw mm-hmm. it either. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's but it's basically about the adventures, surprise, surprise of young Indiana Jones. But one of the yeah. gimmicks of the show was that they tried to be educational, so they would have like Indiana Jones meet up with uh, Calvin Coolidge. You know, because all people from that time period. Mm-hmm. So every episode, a lot of episodes, mm-hmm. he would meet a famous historical figure. So that's oh. something we should do with the Godfather. We should always have him meeting like all the characters meeting like <laughs> Babe Ruth and, and other <laughs> other like uh, characters for other people from like the Marx Brothers. People from that, that time period. Awesome. <laughs> that is great. Now, would, he, would it always be in the context of yeah, him the trying to get <laughs> leverage something from them? Or have them appear in a movie or some, yeah. you know, some something with the context of the Godfather, <laughs> Mr. Ruth. I'm, I'm a big fan of yeah. your your baseball, <laughs> your, your techniques. But uh, we need to bring it to New York. What are you doing in Boston? <laughs> well, we know uh, Ivan Roth's a big baseball fan ever since uh, oh, ever since uh, yeah. Al Rothstein fixed the 1919 World <laughs> Series. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Don Don, uh, Don Ruth. Either, <laughs> either your blood will be on that bat, or your bat. Will be in New York. Yeah. Don, either you're sitting like he wants an autograph of bat. Either your autograph or your brains are going to be on this bat. That's an art. Thank you. That's a great idea. Love it. Yeah, so we should do like a a, a series of them meeting different, you know, like yeah. or maybe people are coming to them asking for favors, you know, like and then <laughs> like something that happened in that time. We could be like, you know, oh um, yeah, maybe like uh, FDR's like. Oh, Don Corleone, I, I put into an FDR. <laughs> I want to get us involved in World War II. <laughs> what if I had the, my Japanese friends bomb us and get us in? Would that be helpful? Oh, oh that would be great, Don. That would, that would be just super. <laughs> oh, and that's why everyone is really pissed at Michael oh, joining the war after. Know. It's, it's like, like we wouldn't have started this war if we knew when I joined. <laughs> <laughs> he gets the Japanese to bomb Pearl Harbor. <laughs> That'd be great. Emperor Hirohito is uh, just doing about his business, not even interested in joining the war. And <laughs> Don Corleone, Luca Brazzi, or it'd be like Tom up. Hagen, who's like, oh, uh, you know, uh, Emperor Hirohito. I just found out that one of your prime ministers is about to graduate <laughs> from, from opium to. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that is great. All right, we got our new thing. Awesome, love it. Maybe we should. Maybe that should be a new bonus thing. Every time we talk about one uh, person from the past who they could meet. <laughs> okay, that's fun. You know how we, how much we like to infuse history into everything we talk about. Yeah, educational. Great. Yeah. All right. So, what do you say we rate this minute? Let's rate it. This mm. is kind of a tough one, isn't it? It is a tough one. Don, Don only gets one real scene, one little bit. Bitlet. Oh, yeah. 
It's good delivery on the part of Don Corleone, though. Yeah. He'll be assassinated. And at least the K stuff is kind of, we got some good, you know, that was some interesting yeah. uh, backstory stuff. Oh, gosh. I hate to say it, but I feel like anytime, anytime Brando's on, it's a plus one. Anytime K is on, it's like a minus one. Yeah. She's just such a wet blanket. Oh, Michael. Yeah. Oh, Michael. You've been saying that for it was a boy. Oh, Michael, you really anyway. Oh my God! By the way, I've had five shots <laughs> since we started this episode because you said, uh, oh. "Oh, Michael, five times, <laughs> five shots," and five, I'm still five, recording. Five shots, and you're still alive. <laughs> I am the drinking one. <laughs> I'm not. You arrested me. I am the wasted one. Yeah. <laughs> That's like Joey Saza. <laughs> you think you think too much. <laughs> you think you too th- much of me, kid. You think too much of me, kid. I'm not that sober. <laughs> all right let's rate it well, let's rate it mm. all right uh, i got my number i got my number ready yeah one, one two, two three, three twat four i i stat i stopped at three i said four yeah just because the just because when he says you'll be assassinated yeah, and then that, mikey looks yeah. at him yeah you know yeah yeah i guess i think of the the probably the next minute yeah where they're gonna really be engaged in Oh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pre-rate that a five. Oh, you're going five? Yeah. 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 Okay. What do we have uh, ready for our folks in the bonus content, Alex? Well, um, last week we added our new subject, which was what? Which was interviewing Jaws. <laughs> That's right. Using the classic Dickie Goodman <laughs> format of asking a question. Or actually, you know who does that a lot? Weird Al. does. Remember on MTV, he used to do mm-hmm. that? He'd be like, so Bon Jovi, what's it like doing this? And then he cuts to an interview of Bon Jovi answering some other question. That's kind of what it's like. Yeah. We use yeah. lines from The Godfather and in responses to other questions. Yeah. We don't, no one wrote in uh, asking for advice mm-hmm. from the characters. Maybe we need to put that on Facebook. That might be a better, that might be a better, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Make a note. Plus we got garbage pail kids mm-hmm. and our new feature, which you were going to write down, which is uh, Godfather meets historical figures. Yes. Okay. So we'll be doing all that. And if, yeah. if that sounds exciting, mm-hmm. then uh, go over to godfatherminute.com slash support and sign up. And uh, until, until next, next time. time. Oh, Michael. Michael.